Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the No Time for Time Travel Podcast. I'm your host Tony, joining me with my co-host Quok, who is from, you can fill that in Quok. <laughs> I, I'm also from the same city that Tony's in. It's not city, we're in the same county though. That's true. You're, in, you're what, Anaheim? No, that's my old place. I'm in Cyprus now. Oh, you're slightly closer to where I am. Slightly, we're in the same, slightly. We're in the same country now at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we're podcast partners by nurse. We took a little break a uh, month or two uh, because I was on leave uh, for family because I had a kid. And uh, now I'm back. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I asked for if anyone has any uh, topics you want to suggest. Of course, I asked really last minute. So didn't get any responses by the time we recorded it. So that's okay. Um, but Quag had suggested we talk about um, user generated or player generated uh, video games or video game content, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, I think it's inspired by like a link that you sent me recently about mm-hmm. Fortnite, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that will be the main topic today. Um, but yeah, before we get into everything, uh, how you been doing? Uh, good. It's, it's been less hot now, so it's, it's been a lot better. I didn't want to go outside the past few days just because it's so warm. <laughs> oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, the weather's been pretty bad. It's weird now that we can talk about the same weather. I know, yeah. It, this is like the weather I remember before I left. It's just really warm and hot during the summer. Yeah, I yeah. The house is on constant, like, 74 degrees um, for our, our um, thermostat. Oh, nice. And it's... It's weird, this house, though, because it's so big, it doesn't, like, keep a lot of heat. It gets dispersed, right? Oh. So we don't even need the AC a lot of times. It's around 74 all the time. Um, it's like a subtle flex. My house is too big that it doesn't get hot. <laughs> eh, I wouldn't say flex because I don't like, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's weird. The house is is considered big, but when you're actually here, um, this house feels smaller than our previous house. Which oh, is really? half the size. Oh. Yeah. I think the bigness is just like a bunch of wasted space. You know, mm-hmm. like going up to the second floor, that whole <laughs> area that needs to be open space for you to go up to the second floor mm. is going. It, it's it's just stairs. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. It's just, it, it's, it's like a big transportation area that doesn't really add anything except for going from up and down. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, how, how you been? How you been settling in? Because it's like um, I remember, like uh, you were trying to move in and then have the baby right afterwards, which, which did happen. And then you're are you like fully uh, moved in, unpacking everything now, or are you still unpacking some stuff? Oh, there's still a bunch of boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much as before. Uh, one of my friends told me it would take like a year or two to fully unpack, which I think sounds reasonable. From, yeah, from our estimate, though, we're pretty fast then because we only have like maybe less than 10 boxes left. Oh, okay. Um, and we didn't unpack them because we're trying to figure out the space. Uh, we just got more furniture to kind of fill out the house. Um, so we just got our living room set last week. We're still getting two bookcases, one tomorrow and one next week. Um, we already got our backyard set. I just... Uh, did a poor man's version of remodeling the kitchen. So so our kitchen, right, is very, very dark. Like the wood is very, very dark. The countertop is like granite, but it's really, really like dark brown and is really, really like 
not pleasing to look at. Like when you walk in, it's just like very unwelcoming. So my poor man's version of the remodel was I bought um, contact paper. So contact paper is this vinyl paper that's a sticker, right? And it's in the design of marble, which is like what we have elsewhere in the house, like in our bathroom, right. our, our dining set, which also came last week, um, yeah. marble, right? So this is sticker paper. And I had to cut all of it to match our countertops in the kitchen and then slowly put them together and then, you know, scrape out the air bubbles. So I know that it's just a sticker, but I don't really care because all I wanted is the, the kitchen to be more welcoming, you know? Yeah. So that took like four days to do. Um, so How done with that. Kitchen? Huh? How big is your kitchen? Because it sounds like a big job. How big is it? Yeah. Uh... How do I scale it? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it's, it's hard to describe it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, well, it's like a me- yeah. pretty medium-sized open kitchen area. Oh, okay. Um, what? I want to say maybe 50 feet on one side, like that's facing the window, and then like 20 feet on the other side with a stove. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I have to do some of the... So our window goes outside, and then there's a marble that connects, right, on the outside <laughs> to make it like a like a counter. Yeah. Um. Sorry, there's like water noise in the background on your side. Yeah. My- oh, okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I had to do the marble outside too. But yeah, uh, it's not a perfect job, which I don't really care because it's more like a temporary fix for a couple years until we save some money to remodel the kitchen because we don't have money for remodeling a kitchen because we also just spent money on getting a new car. <laughs> so, oh my god, this is a lot of lot of stuff. Yeah. There's yeah the the yeah. car that we got. Um, it's a Model Y, and um, I, I got my I gave my Model S to my dad. So now we just have one Model Y uh, Tesla at the house. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We we needed that car because of the space because of two kids now. Oh yeah, no, I, I bet it's gonna be a, a busy event at your house for a while. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's why these uh these podcast recordings have to happen during the weekday in the daytime when one of the kids is at school. <laughs> This cannot happen any other time. Yep, I can see that. Um, but then, uh, yeah, no. When you mentioned the contact paper, I I only did it for like um, I had like a IKEA table at one point where mm-hmm. I, you know like this wooden one that's not really yeah. wood. But then it's just like it was so scratched up that I just bought like contact paper that's wood and I just redid it. Oh yeah. And, and then I was like, man, getting the the bubbles out is so annoying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that is just like a very <laughs> small surface compared to like a kitchen, huge kitchen and I was like man I can't imagine you doing it for like the whole kitchen and four days sounds uh, generous <laughs> yeah four days it was annoying it was really annoying like yeah. at some point there were bubbles that I was just like forget this I leave it there because yep. the, the thing is like you know our, our kitchen right It's mm-hmm. this house is like built in the 50s so our kitchen granite has been used up and old and scratched and dinged and chipped the parts that are chipped, you cannot do anything. You're going to have air bubbles underneath. Oh, yeah. Right? The only way to get that done is you epoxy it and then sand it down. And I already did that for my, my dining table, which was a brand new table that somehow got chipped. And I was so annoyed with the epoxy part because you got to like make sure you mix it correct, put it on. And then when you sand it down, it's not going to be smooth there the same way as the rest of the table. Oh, So yeah. it's still, yeah, it's still rough and it's missing the veneer finish. So like... Forget it. It's just too much effort to fix all the chips before doing the the contact paper. And I'm like, this is just for us. It's not like we're going to try to sell the house with this contact paper or whatever, right? So I just like, 
whatever, let it go, you know, Uh, which is, as you can tell, a very different mentality of what I used to be. (laughs) I I know. (laughs) It's so weird. Yeah. I remember you you sent me like the picture, I mean, the the video of you like destroying the, your, your, we call it, your Kindle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, well, that sounds like the old you, but then worse. (laughs) Because before it was just like, Oh yeah, here here's an iPad that I'm using as a coaster. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. Now now that I what well, that was an iPad, that was a Kindle. But that Kindle was like completely unturnonable. Like I couldn't turn on at all. Couldn't charge it. I I plugged it in, and then the battery was like overheating. I'm like okay, okay, I should stop. So I'm like okay. At this point, I just want to make sure it's a destroyed before I toss it, so that in case any like um, account data is on it, you know. So. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Let's just make a video out of this. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> but yeah. How about you? How, how's everything? Um, not bad. I think it's just more like I'm still really getting, trying to find things to do in California again. Um, it's, it's been, I think it's been difficult in that sense because one, I don't like driving. So, I don't feel like going out and drive around, especially like when in the heat, where it's just like amplify a lot more. Um, oh yeah, and then two. I forgot how expensive everything is, and I'm like, oh, I just want to go to a place that's decently priced and then do something and then walk home. <laughs> you mean you're what? Well, you remember things being expensive, but now they're actually worse. No, no, no. I, I mean, like, I don't. I remember things being okay. Mm-hmm. Things are worse now. <laughs> yeah, things are yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that That's what I mean, yeah. So it's like going to like climbing gyms and whatnot. They're like, oh man, they like escalated by so much. Especially yeah. like, especially during like the whole, uh, with climbing being like so popular because of the Olympic and whatnot. So mm-hmm. now like more people come and like, oh, it's, it's crowded and it's expensive. And so it's just like finding a new, it's me f- uh, trying to find a new hobby. So I'm just trying to find new hobbies, trying to do, be more productive with my time without me uh, spending too much. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the same with us too, because um, like, because of the new house, because of the car, because of the furniture, everything. Now we're just trying to find things that don't cost a lot of money um, or mm-hmm. are free to go to. Yeah. So we've been, man, I, I should have told you this before, but um, because it just ended, but every Friday, um, Friday evening at 6 PM in Cyprus, at the city hall, they have like this uh, concert on a green that's free for ev- everybody. You could just come and hang out and just like watch local, you know, concerts happening. Um, they do it for summer, so it oh, just ended. Cool. The last one was last week. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, like we've been looking more like you know city hall stuff. Um, mm. like the city themselves, mm. they do a lot of free events for families and um, mm. just for gatherings and stuff. And yeah, it's local. It's close by. It's free. It's welcome everybody. So it's nice. So this whole like. It's weird. This whole thing was never in my view because they're not really advertised well. You have to be looking for it. And when you look for it is that when you're in those moments of time where like, you know, you you're looking for something that's cheap or you have a family, you're looking for things to do, you know, like so it, it's like now it's such more such a bigger like awareness for me and my wife, mm-hmm. uh, whereas we weren't looking for those before, you know. Right. No, I, yeah. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah, like even in Anaheim, I think like a couple months ago, I mean, I wasn't looking for it. My other friend who had like a, a little kid um, uh, told us about an Anaheim free Halloween event. 
um, in their uh, downtown area. So it was completely free. And you go there, it was like, a, it was like you know, like almost like an outdoor like swap meet, but with a bunch of events, people in costume doing different activities and stuff. Um, so it was nice. Uh, you know where that, that pokey place is in Anaheim? No. Uh, near downtown? Oh, okay. A long time ago, we went there. It was such a long time ago, though. But yeah, like there's a lot of really cool free um, events if you look for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think at the same time, it's kind of fun um, because I, I enjoy like finding those free things or at least like those cheap activities. They're just more fun because it reminds me of like, you know, when you were like a little kid, you go outside and play and it's just cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because now I'm like, oh, a lot of places like, I want a lot of things I want to do just cost like absurdly amount of money. But when I, when you break it down, it's like, why do I need to pay that much? I could just do something similar for free. Yeah. Would, that membership. Would you go to LA for some free event? No. I know it's like far, but no. that's why I'm asking. Would you go there if there was a free event? No, I hate LA. Okay. <laughs> Cause LACMA is having a free day next week. Oh, like free admission. Um, it's a, uh, wait, no, no, it's this week. It's today, actually. <laughs> um, too late. You you can't get there now. <laughs> it's from oh. three to five today that they have a free admission. Okay, yeah, no, it's fine. I, no, I don't want to be in LA. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Another place to look at, too, is if you go on Eventbrite, you can mm-hmm. like um, look for like local events for free, mm-hmm. um, and you'll see a bunch of them. Or like Facebook events uh, sometimes has that, too. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, I might check them out eventually um yeah but yeah I, they're I've, good i went back to like groupon now because now that's in my city country area now mm-hmm. with this <laughs> within range of its use so i'm like oh time to use that again but it's fun though yeah yeah i think uh i think like also um not just like i mean since we're talking about saving money like i've been way more attuned into like finding deals and discounts and free things like really really attuned to it um like my friend <clears throat> my friend um he would always know where to get like free food like he'd be like oh hey on this day go here and you get free chick-fil-a oh hey use this code for this day and you'll get free subway and i was like oh my god this is awesome <laughs> like so much money saved from food you know yeah so yeah you just it, it, it sucks in a way that you have to hunt for it mm. because everybody's hunting for it so you may not get to it in time Oh, that's true. Yeah, I feel like I'm in yeah. college all over again. Yep, college life is just a preview of parent life. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sleepless nights. Oh, not enough money. Yeah, that's the, that's parent life for you. <laughs> Promoting uh, pulling all nighters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like college, like all nighters, were much easier than parenting. Oh yeah, of all-nighters. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because you're you're doing stuff that it's like only one one day, or like they're fun activities. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. Like, it's still rewarding either way. Back in college, yeah. Then after you take a test, then you party, and then yep. for parents, it's like weekends to go go out. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, nice. it's just a longer term over a longer span of time. Yes, for eighteen years. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is a 18-year degree I'm getting here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what, college is like a sprint. Parenthood is like a marathon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but anyway, uh, 
we should get to the topic. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the main topic today is uh, about just uh, user-generated content or video games uh, mm-hmm. that you know players have created, and it's become like um, a game. And the first thing um, that kind of inspired this was your your message about Moontopia um, being mm-hmm. made in, in Fortnite. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I I think like everybody kind of know what Fortnite is, the battle royale shooter that's widely popular globally. Um, and the thing is just like, uh, I've read recently is that they're adding game modes, different game modes. Um, and like throughout the years, they've been creating more uh, more game modes, um, but it's always been on the developer side. Uh, and then they, and it's more the people who worked at, in Fortnite or at Fortnite. Um, they create the game mode, but now it, it's from what I'm reading, uh, with Moon uh, Moontopia, it, it's one of a game where it's a shooter type style, but it's also you can think of it as a mod where like it's community uh, built. Uh, it's where like you use the Unreal or Fortnite engine, whatever is the Unreal engine, to just create a new game mode within that, and then Fortnite kind of becomes like a platform in a sense where you can just go in modify some stuff using some of the Fortnite assets and create your own game modes uh, out of that. So it's Fortnite's becoming more of a tool uh, like, and it's become quite powerful in a sense where because Fortnite is pretty much unreal because they're both epic, um, they have... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry uh, I want to interrupt you because the way that you said that is real. It's so unreal <laughs> because it's it's epic, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but uh, well, it makes more sense now. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's it's because they're kind of like the the main host for both the engine and the. Uh, globally popular game it makes it a lot easier for them to have access to the technology and whatnot to expand on it and then uh, now with unreal being so widely popular with not only um, people in the game industry but in the visual effects or movies or just uh, hobbyists in general um, it's gone really powerful and widely popular that they're expanding to point where it's uh very, I, I want to say very user friendly, but I mean, usually accessible. Um, and I think to the point where now, like, they're slowly introducing, like, with Fortnite or Moontopia, um, this was like a game made by like filmmakers and VFX experts, uh, using Fortnite as a platformer, uh, as a platform. Um, and not, they're not like experienced, uh, game developers or anything, but they're just filmmakers in that point and just want to make a game and just try it out so it's becoming widely accessible and i think um that's that's what's mo- what they're moving towards because i saw this whole bunch of other uh other games uh, game modes uh, from um uh, from fortnite and it's, it's becoming kind of like a big thing uh it's always been a bit a big thing there's a whole bunch of games that before where like a whole bunch of games that create games within their game um roblox is one of them I, I haven't played myself but i've seen advertisement for uh jobs and whatnot about it as well where it's used to create uh assets so that players can create their own games and i think uh correct me if i'm wrong tony 
uh, what's the Disney Infinity is similar to that, where you create your own game, right? Yeah, you can create your own like uh, scenarios and um, stories and like that that stuff. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like seeing how Fortnite is is yeah. The article you sent me it says that it's um it's the Unreal Fortnite editor. Mm-hmm. So it's like they built an engine within Fortnite so that people can build additional games with it. Um, that sounds pretty big, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking back about the Counter Strike days when um they had the tools to uh, create maps and stuff, and I was a map creator, and mm-hmm. it was not easy. Like those tools remind me very much of like the animator tools, like Maya and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having like you know the three different views, and then the three D render view, and then building everything, uh, importing all the textures, um, you know, cutting your polygons, you know, all of that stuff, and mm-hmm. it was daunting. Like I. I did it, but it took me a lot of time to learn it from scratch. And even then, all my stuff was not optimized. Because, you know, like, you probably know this better than me because you're an animator. But when you are cutting shapes, right, from polygons and you don't cut it correctly and you have too many surfaces, it increases the the required performance. Uh, Sorry, it increases the required processing for performance, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have much more stuff to to render. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know this. I just created maps that i thought looked good but then they weren't runnable or they'd run at 10 fps because there was just way too many polygons that were trying to render at the same time within like the short distance view and you know people like me like you know other like regular people it's not easy to jump in and know how to build these like custom maps for counter-strike because it was so like difficult and it's, it's just a big barrier to entry there yeah um so i think like hearing that you know they made this specific like Unreal Fortnite editor to be accessible, and now it's being made by people that are not gamers. They're just like filmmakers and VFX people, right? But they're like able to jump on Fortnite and create a game out of it. Like that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty cool that that's being done. Yeah, no, no which says pretty much around right, right on the nose. It's just like I remember back then as well. Uh, I used to play Quake, uh, Quake Two, um, and then like they had options to create your own skin sort of thing where or like you, you you learn to modify it so you can have your own custom skin um and my friend did uh, like a pretty good job and then he he uh, picked it up uh, like how to model and make his own characters and i i thought like oh that's pretty cool may i just make kirby's just circle should be pretty easy I, and i tried doing it i was like man my circle is so lopsided it's not even a circle it's not even, I mean, it's not even a sphere <laughs> i was like this is hard and this is just yeah. like when when we were like kids, right? When there's uh, in the age where there's like no YouTube yet, uh, where we just had to just pick up, find either find a book or just learn oh, yeah. by uh, by making mistakes. <laughs> it's so weird to think that I was. It's so weird to think of a time before YouTube, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Because I built that stuff back when there was no guide of YouTube to help me. Yep. Oh my yep. god. Yep. Yeah. So now it's just like. We pass on like a, a, into a generation where it's where knowledge is easily accessible. So like people who want to do it have access to it uh, with like the internet and everything already. That's great. Um, yeah. And then not, it, it, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say not only that, but like the guidance is a lot better nowadays. Even if we didn't have YouTube, the guidance of the people developing the platforms for you to edit mm. is a lot better than the past. Like because. I've, I've seen those tutorial videos um, for the Unreal Engine, and mm-hmm. it is a lot, but it is very 
clear to follow. Um, yeah. Rather than back then when I was like creating maps and looking at some guides and stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you told me like the general thing of like how to do it with a cube, but I don't need a cube. I need like a skateboard. How do I do that? <laughs> yeah. You know? So yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so it's it's kind of it's kind of uh this kind of falls in line like we talked about a, a while back Tony. It's just like with mods, uh with games, it's essentially taking the assets that's already there and creating mods, uh like creating a an add on or DLC essentially to it. Uh, and how successful it becomes, and it's, it's it's been around for quite a while. And if we take a look at uh, was it um, Dota and how that stemmed from like, Warcraft, um, mm-hmm. and then Counter there's Counter Strike uh, that stemmed from Half Life. There's there's so much more. I'm trying to think, uh, but Skyrim, yeah. Skyrim now is still ongoing, and the development where like the player base like modify it with like with um, with their knowledge has made like, the game super polished uh, to the point where like I saw the last one I saw, like they had NPCs w- that are AI driven by voice. So let's say like, uh, I'm, you know how you go to, to talk to NPC, they'll give their dialogue or whatever, but now mm-hmm. you can actually go in there as an AI. So you can talk to them like, Hey, uh, Hey Claire, can you go kill that thing over there? Or, or they'll retort with you as well and just reply to you and do those stuff with you, like a series, essentially. And I'm like, man, n- no games currently have that uh, technology or, or has that incorporated in their game. And Skyrim, a very old game, has a mod that somebody developed and added into it and it made it super uh, super refreshing in a way. Because normally like those RPG games, when you go to dialogue, Half the time, I would just press skip when I don't feel like reading it. But now it's just like, oh, it's it's actually entertaining to hear them talk back to you and that sort of thing. Man, you just made me think about something. Like, you know that old game, Hugo's House of Horrors? No, what's that? It's um, it's a DOS game where it's like on the screen, you control this guy named Hugo, but mm-hmm. it's you type out actions for him to do. Um, like Hugo, pick up the key. Oh, or yeah. he'll go try opening the door with the key. Like that stuff, right? Oh, okay. Um, it would be so cool to see like a remake of that with mm. the current ChatGPT model. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, back yeah. then, it was like you had to say in certain ways where they program it in, you know? Like, mm. uh, Hugo, uh, please, you said, Hugo, pick up the key. But if you said like, Hugo, the key is over there, go pick it up, it would be like, I don't understand that. Oh. But... Now, I think if someone, you know what? I want to see if someone did that. Hugo's House of Horrors uh, ChatGPT. Is there anything like that? No, I haven't seen anything when I Googled it real quick. But yeah, that's uh, that would be something that I'd be very interested in seeing. Like that kind of like integration with a super old school game, like a DOS mm-hmm. game. Like same with like, you know, sets, you said Skyrim. I saw yeah. the, link, the link you sent me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, like, I feel like well, with, with that as like the whole top overarching topic, right? With where like the players create the game itself or like the content for the game, it, it's always been really successful. And games that have um, options for that tend to thrive really well. I think you could take like a look at like Minecraft in a sense, because that's like mod modded to like the extreme, and it's very basic. It's just blocks, and people go crazy. Yeah, but I think for Minecraft, because of its um, very unique nature of being pixelated and um, very easily uh, 
um, simple, right? Simple processing. Mm, yeah. It's probably easily modded too. Like oh, yeah. it's, it opens up the doors of modding so much better than other games. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to like, let's say create a character or say like, oh, you could create a character uh, for like some very high definition game. Like let's say, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, like Elden Ring, right? If you want to create a character for that, you're going to need like a very experienced person or you're going to require to put in a lot of time to make the character look decently well um to match the world and whatnot or or you or don't but you know it's got a lot more knowledge is required versus like uh a minecraft where it's just block and just paint over it yeah yeah import texture on the sides and you're done <laughs> yep 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 um i mean like since we're talking about like mods and things like that we can go back to like kind of the history of um like what kind of mods there are in past um mm. i think like the earliest memory for me of like something that was like somewhat of a mod user based was um use map settings in starcraft you ever do that no i i've heard about it like i've seen like my friends play various mo- uh, modes in starcraft mm-hmm. but i yeah. never tried it myself so in starcraft the original starcraft the people can create maps but then they can create custom settings for the maps where those settings drive the gameplay mm-hmm. and um you can't really mod the textures or the units in the map of like how they look and stuff, but you can colorize them. You can increase some of their um, strength and stuff like that. So what people would do, the one that I remember the most, um, two of them that I remember the most, the first one is called Sniper. Uh, that was a use map settings map on StarCraft that someone created. Mm. And you played as the ghost. Okay, just the ghost. You, o- you only control the ghost. Um, so does all your all the other people playing. And you basically just go around and try to snipe each other. That's it. That's oh. the basic premise of it. So it was kind of like who's like faster at clicking and shooting and the other person and dying. Um, the other one, which could be one of two things, was either Pokemon or Power Rangers. And those were used map settings. And it was cool because your units are colorized. And those colors meant that you were like some kind of particular unit. Like, like I think uh, an Archon was Pikachu or something like that. Yeah. You know, because like Archons shoot electricity. Or was it was it Archon? No, no. What's the one that's... Um, Protoss. It's Protoss, but it's before they turn into Archon. Oh. Uh, Templars. Templars. Oh. The Templars, they have Psionic Storm. You remember that? The, the lightning effect? No. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> that unit, it's the way it attacks is through lightning. And then it will be colorized yellow. And if you had that unit, that's a Pikachu. When you choose Pikachu, that, that is who you get. And um, you would play through and then like you'd level up and things like that. Um, and it was really cool. And there was like different win scenarios and things like that. So that was kind of like my earliest um, exposure to something that was a user-driven created like game within a game. Um, very rudimentary, but it was kind of like opening the doors for that, you know? Mm, I think for mine, like, it wasn't like user-based, but it was like already within the game. Um, it was like Unreal Tournament, and they had like mods for it already. So it was just applying different mo- modification, like big head, that sort of thing. Where you, I was going to say a big head mode? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, it's it's like really out there, even like for like a already um, part of the game sort of thing, right? So I mean, it's like, oh, that's cool. 
NBA Jam had that. <laughs> oh yeah, I love NBA Jam. They did. Yeah, that. but that's part of the game too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's part of the game, and it's like, like, is that really considered like introdu- introduction of mods? Because mods is more like driven by the user, right? So it it's weird. Like I think back then maybe not, but in recent games, um, so I I was I used to play like Path of Exile, uh, where. Oh, yeah. They, it's for players who don't know, or users who, uh, listeners who don't know, Path of Exile is essentially just very similar to Diablo 3, uh, type of game, action, uh, dungeon crawler sort of thing. Um, and that, that game had a lot of add ons or mods that you could use from the community, or, or I would say add ons. So, like, um, auto pickup and that sort of thing. Uh, and what was cool about it was that, some of the add-ons that you would buy that you would not buy, you could um, download as a third party. Uh, the developer would see that and say, hey, that's really cool. In the next patch, we're going to just uh, add that to our game. So that becomes like an official thing. And they just use whatever the deve- the original developer used, um, hopefully with permission, uh, and integrate it into the game itself. So then it wasn't really... It started out as a, as a, uh, as a player uh, mod that turned to a, an official mod. And I thought that was like really cool and more, I felt like more games should do that where, where it requires like the, uh, another, uh, where it requires an add on to make your game better and nothing's done to it. It just became like, oh, this game needs like 20 mods to make it playable. That's like 20 fixes to make a game good. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, if the developer like, uh, actually does something about it, like how with Path of Exile, they like, oh, these are actually good ads, uh, add-ons that won't like break the game or anything. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, cool. Here's all like the quality of life stuff, all the stuff that just make uh, make the game more polished. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool and really refreshing when I when I see stuff like that because I don't think any game itself, where it's just like the aside from like uh, a DLC, uh, everything just becomes like a Here's the game in its broken state, and then players will fix it on their own, and then they will download all those fixes on top of the actual game. So it becomes like, well, what what does the developer actually do? They just set up the base, and the the, the community just fixed it. <laughs> I mean, that is an, a way of operating. Like, for yeah. example, what I've been playing recently, you've seen me, is Mugen, right? Oh, yeah. Mugen, the, the fighting game engine. They just set up the base, and then you get a ton of community support for it, mm-hmm. and people creating their own games. Like the one I recently played was Marvel vs. Capcom Maximum, which has like hundreds of Marvel Capcom characters, and you could play yeah. four versus four. <laughs> like, oh yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's so crazy. Um, that's that's one way of operating. The other way too is like just like incorporating what people not even like you know not even like fixes, but more like rumors. Mm. Um, and a big notorious company that does that is Mortal Kombat. Um, Mortal Kombat One, there was a rumor that there's a red ninja named Ermac. So Mortal Kombat Three is like, hey guys, Ermac's a character now. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean they've they've done that or like you know rumors that oh Noob Saibot is actually the original Sub Zero that died mm-hmm. and he's a brother of the younger Sub Zero. And then Mortal Kombat Three or Four, oh Mortal Kombat Four, they're like, okay, officially that that's the story now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks for doing the work for us. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's weird in a way. I understand what you're saying. What are developers doing? But at the same time, it's also fan service because it's like we like your ideas, fans. We want you to be part of the 
you know, mm-hmm. the community part of the game. Here, here is you in the game. Like Ermac, right? His mm-hmm. story is he was summoned by all the souls that came together uh, to form him. It's basically a, a saying that all the fans uh, willed him to exist in, in, into existence. You know? <laughs> yeah, they so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's um depending on the perspective. I mean. It could be good or bad. Like if you think the developer is in it for being lazy versus they're in it for fan service, you know, mm. don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think the the good games, I always uh, believe was like one where the community and the developers kind of had that interaction because a lot of times yeah. it's just uh, like a lot of live games. Like you, if the developers make their own stuff and the players saying like a majority of the players say X, Y, and Z and developers just ignore it. Then it's just like okay, well, they, this is the people that are playing your game, buying the game, uh, that are your main demographics. But you you feel like it's not being heard. That's how games kind of died out. A lot of like MMORPG that I, I played before, uh, that kind of happened. And obviously, there's it's to a certain point, right? Because like sometimes the players want some stuff, and it's like a um, it's kind of like a players would want free stuff, yeah, and. The, and, and and developer will be like, that's cool, but that's just greed talking. <laughs> and that will break mm-hmm. the game. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a balance where like the, the community just have to trust the developer to a certain point. And the, um, oh, sorry, the community has to trust the developer to a certain point. And developers just need to listen to the community to certain points. So it's like if, if there's a game where that happens, like you mentioned with like uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, I find like those to be like the more successful ones uh that that kind of mm-hmm. just yeah come out of it otherwise it's just gonna be like people are gonna hate the company not not only the games like i, I don't trust this company they never do anything right like mm-hmm. the whole blizzard sort of thing okay yeah <laughs> yeah so it's it's very easy to go downhill <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you could, it takes what was it it takes years to like build up a reputation but it only takes one action to like kill it yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like whatever that phrase is, there's there's yeah. some kind of phrase about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, there's. Yeah, we could talk about some of the other mods in the in the bat in the in the uh, past. I mean, Half Life, man, like that thing had so many mods. Oh yeah. I mean, like, was it? Uh, oh, I was just thinking, uh, Team Fortress came out of it. Yeah, Team Fortress came out of it, and then it became official. Uh, Counter Strike yep. came out of it, and then became official. Yep. Like that's crazy to have like a mod of a game become endorsed and official by the company that made base game, mm-hmm. you know? And those games just becomes like, like the, um, you say like the flagship for the, the game type. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Team Fortress became that flagship of the, the red versus blue team capture the flag. And yep. then Counter-Strike just became the flagship for, you know, team versus team. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Cause now like, if you, I think like, uh, if you look at, the latest one, I guess the recent time, is like Valorant is essentially Counter Strike, but with powers and different style because you're planning a bomb. And you Wait, which game? Bomb. Which game? Valorant. The Riot oh, Valorant. Game. Yeah, 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 Valorant. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's basically Riot's Counter Strike. Like that's yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think that before we talked about like off uh, offline as well, Tony. It's just like when we saw like, the preview, it was like, oh, it's not just like Val- uh, is that Counter Strike, but then with like more of a Riot take on it. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, I've never actually gotten around to playing it. I wanted to, but then like I couldn't because my my computer can't handle it. Oh, I thought I was gonna say, but then, but then baby, 
<laughs> Wait, let but me I, see. Does Valorant run on Steam Deck? Let me check. Sure. Valorant Maybe. work on Steam Deck? No, because like there's um no. The answer oh. is no. No, because of the um the anti cheat. Sometimes you can't do it because if you're trying to run um the game through like means that are not meant for the system, then it thinks it's like a cheating program or something. Mm. So let me see. I see some people do run it though through like other means of like roundabout ways i'll have to take a look at it later if i can i'll probably try it out a little bit but i i probably won't be playing as much because i did try to play counter-strike again a couple months ago and i got dizzy really quick like motion sickness oh, like, oh my oh, god bad. yeah i'm like is this getting old is that what getting old is like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean don't you always have that not uh, not as much as recently oh okay like now it's like five minutes i'm out hmm well, yeah. That, yeah like i i've been trying to play counter-strike on my steam deck mm. i can play a little longer on my street steam deck because it's a smaller screen mm. but still it's like pretty quick to get motion sickness yeah it's probably yeah uh, <laughs> it's probably why i should stick to fighting games <laughs> yeah <sighs> but i mean um speaking of fighting games like with the modern stuff i mean mugen is essentially like a lot of yeah i think like mugen is just kind of like the the platform for all the inspiration for fighting games, right? Like, yeah. In terms of like character across, um, what's the word? Across franchises. Yeah, across franchises. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's just like a lot more of those. And just like before, like we, we always had like Marvel's Capcom. And I was like, wow, Marvel and Capcom? But yeah. then with like Mugen, it's like, wow, Marvel, Dragon yeah. Ball, <laughs> Taken, what? <laughs> it's like, no, Mugen's like, wow, everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. like I, I played mods where you had like freaking Homer Simpson and Stewie versus like Predator and oh, yeah, Michael yeah. Myers. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like all these anime on? as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, oh no, I'll mention that next time. But I was going to mention about a PSP um fighting game. Anyway, like yeah, the Mugen. Who cares about, about balance? It's just cool. <laughs> it's just fun. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just cool. I don't care if it's not balanced. I don't care if it's like cheap or whatever. It's just cool to play as these characters against these other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Capcom tried to make some of their own type. Like they made that game, a uh, Capcom Fighting Jam. I want to say where like they, they took the characters from a, a bunch of their other Capcom games and put them together, and it just felt like. It felt like an incomplete Mugen. Yeah. Like, it just didn't seem fun. I streamed it. I, not streamed it. I recorded it and I posted it on her YouTube channel. It was fine. It's whatever. <laughs> you, you know, what's the, the common thread between all these mods or, like, Mugen or, or add-on thing, Tony? The users are better than developers. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say the executives are not really involved in it. <laughs> The executives? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they're user-created. <laughs> yeah, because they go, oh, there's no franchise. It's like, oh, you can't do this. Because sometimes, like, a lot, I've been in some studios where developers have great ideas, but they're not the one, uh, call, they're not the one funding the project, to say. <laughs> so yeah, they yeah. can't make, make the final call in some sense. And some some studios, they, the developers don't have the trust of the... Uh, executive because you know it's kind of like a movie the director could be really good but whoever is 
funding it could be like, nah, can you not do that or else we won't give you money? <laughs> it was kind of like that one time where Disney gave Digital Eclipse the Lilo and Stitch project and they're like, hey, go make a game. Mm-hmm. And they didn't give any oversight. <laughs> and then they were like, and then the Digital Eclipse was like, we like Mellow Slug. Let's just make Mellow Slug. <laughs> yep. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And no, it, it ended up being like one of the best Lilo and Stitch games ever. Yeah. Because it was just a reskin Metal Slug. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of like the developers, they're, I'm pretty sure they, at some point, they started off kind of like uh, regular players, just a fan of the games because they thought like modding stuff was fun. Yeah. They could do it as a career and get paid for it. And then they enter and they were like, oh, this office politics involved. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's why like I like how well Toad is. And uh, for, <laughs> for listeners who don't know, we interviewed Well Toad CEO. The episode hasn't been released yet. <laughs> it's been a few months. We're still waiting on the next trailer to drop for Pogmans. But yeah. Um, yeah, they're a smaller studio. And it seems like, you know, when, when speaking with um, the CEO, it seems like very down to earth, very like family oriented. And they, they don't get like, I mean, there probably is some executive politics from Sony, but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's as much from yeah. the way that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there, there's there's probably some criteria or something, but it's as it's not like hey, it's not the point where it's uh, micromanaging. And I think that's what I felt like from Sony. It was like uh, Sony's pretty hands. I felt like it was pretty hands off when I was with them. Um, so it's like they they more or less trusted. Uh, but yeah, then you definitely have clients where uh, they try to control everything, and even when the developers are really good at the job. They're, they're not allowed to do their job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know the company they used to work at in um in uh England in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. What was the Fire name of it? Sprite. Uh, Fire Sprite. Yeah, Fire Sprite. Yeah. Were they also pretty hands off with them too? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like huh. with like, the project or the uh the, with like, the Horizon project, like it was. Um. So this is a story I heard from them because I I jumped on like really late just to help them out, mm-hmm. but it started out as just a um tech demo for uh or this is for horizon call of the mountain the vr game uh, that mm-hmm. was out for the ps vr2 initially it started out as a, a tech demo where it's just to showcase like oh hey here is the um here is the the world of horizon zero dawn uh in vr and you could go here and just explore it and do that and then they did such a good job that um people but they say like, oh, that's really cool. Let's make a f- game out of it. And, and then it became a real game. Uh, hmm. And they j- and then we have like, because, um, what do you call it? Gorilla was the, the company that was doing like all the Horizon uh, franchise games. They had already like, built up the franchise, had like two successful um, games about it. So th- they more or less just say like, there's only more or less trusted them with that IP already. And then mm-hmm. we just work with them to just say like, hey, here's, uh, we create the game and Gorilla will be the one who just helped direct this in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sony was more or less just like, cool, we, we know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, um, it's interesting to hear that. It also speaks to why so many Sony games are successful. Mm. Like just hearing about like two companies that you worked for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in which like Sony's involvement was a, like a more hands-off. Mm-hmm. and just general direction it's like that explains why so many sony games are such a hit because you know the 
the developers get to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so for me, it's kind of like a light bulb moment of like, oh, okay, that's why, that's <laughs> yeah. why all those games are good, and that's why they're all so unique and different because there's no one boxing them in on like have to follow a format, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm sure like yeah, I think that's the thing. It's just like I, I've worked at one of the with one of the clients. This was like before uh, it became like a merger with Sony. Um, when I was over at Firesprite, one of the clients, uh, apparently they were a real headache. I unfortunately did not, or well, maybe fortunately, I didn't get a chance <laughs> to talk with them to, to see what they're like. But a mm-hmm. lot of my colleagues that had a constant meeting with them, they just end up tearing their head off because it, it would go back and forth and didn't, didn't feel like they know what they wanted to do. So like a lot of the time when I talked to uh, my my colleagues, they're like, oh, oh, hey, have we, what was this idea, this idea? And it's like, oh, we, we pitched that idea too. And I see some of like the old prototypes, like, oh, that's a really cool idea. Can we have that? And um, they would say like, oh, hey, we, we've we tried it. Client didn't like it. We So we have to do something else. And they're like, oh, okay. So we pitched another idea and essentially go back and forth. The first idea more or less came back around again and they want to do that again. It's like, oh, so you wanted what the first init- uh, iteration was. And it's like, oh, no, that's not what we want. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, and, and that's like the, the thing we were talking about where um, the developers or like the, my colleagues in, in this example kind of like knew what they want. And they just say like, look, I just wish like they just gave us the freedom to just do what we thought, what, what we want. <laughs> and yeah, just yeah. trust us with our decisions because we're the we're game developers. We've been doing this for like years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, trust the... Trust why you pay us this amount. <laughs> yeah, it's because like from their perspective too, like aren't they wasting money by going back and forth? You know, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I we mean, told them. <laughs> it's kind of like my job too. Is like because you know I do programming stuff, right? And mm-hmm. then they tell me what they want, and then I spend all this time doing it, give them to test it, and they're like, "No, we don't want this." I'm like, what? You? That's what you wanted? And then you know, back and forth, and I do something else. They're like. No, we don't want this either. We're gonna go back to the first one. I'm like what? <laughs> so, yep. You you yep. know that you just paid me like those weeks of development, and you said no, and then now you're going back to it, right? Then you just wasted more time. You paid me more. You know, like come on. So <laughs> I'm trying to help help you save money here <laughs> by not paying me. <laughs> um, yeah, there, so. there was like a, a meme um, before where like this this was like uh, applied. Or this is uh, directed towards like graphic designers but it it kind of more or less applied to other sort of freelance or people who deal with clients more it's like uh to replace graphic designers with ai clients will need to accurately describe what they want or safe <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is good that, that's so good <laughs> that, that, that's so true because <laughs> yeah. half the time like we like even for for me when i work freelance um it's like i I've been with a few clients where they just are very vague, but I've worked with so many before where I kind of understood what they mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, do something like this. I'm like, okay, you're, you're like this guy. So you're, so this is the vocabulary for this. <laughs> so yeah. this is what you probably want. Imagine if you like, a, they do that with AI, where it's like, oh, can you make a circle? It's like, oh, no, 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 not that circle. I want this circle. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's the same with me because I get um, uh, requests from all different types of healthcare professionals, right? Like, you know, doctors, um, nurses, pharmacists, all of that. So in the context of what they're requesting, I understand what they're seeing from their clinical side. Mm -hmm. Then I know what to develop because they're not very clear about what they want. But I know what they want because I know what their job is, you know? Yeah. Um, You don't, you you lose that. You lose that a lot with AI because they don't care, you know? Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well it, it requires like the the client to actually know be knowledgeable on both sides <laughs> yeah yeah so, ai yeah. if anything it just helps us do our job a little bit easier if it, it, you know helps with like ideas and stuff but you still gotta know what to feed it you can't just like you know like you can't just use ai and just be expecting it to do everything if you, it doesn't have the right prompt mm. okay ra- random yeah. question now that we're on topic of ai um, with, <laughs> yeah. with, with the topic of like uh user developed games yeah do you think we'll come to a point where um the players can just say what they want and there's just an ai will just create it uh, think- to a certain extent i think for basics yeah mm. but not when there's like a full-on mod because mm. there's just so many intricacies because like i've used uh not me but my friend has used ChatGPT before to help with like programming mm-hmm. and um the general idea comes back but the script still fails because of certain aspects of the syntax. Yeah. So the general, like m- the big brunt of the work can get done with AI, Yeah. but you still need like a human touch to kind of like, you oh, know, to polish it. And, yeah. 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 Got it. Like even like when I'm like doing some blog posts and stuff like that, and I need some help, I use AI to get the general idea down and then I mm-hmm. still have to rewrite it, but at least I don't have to like completely come up with it from scratch, you know? Yeah. 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 That, yeah. That- That'd be interesting though to come to a point where let's say like hey I mean like to create assets some to some assets like oh hey can you create me a, a human character and, and then generate like a human character and then just essentially a, a character creation but more AI driven where you could speak to it like Siri I guess <laughs> yeah it's so weird I'm trying to log into chat like ChatGPT right now and my Chrome browser is still showing Chinese I don't know why <laughs> oh god. Why is my Chrome browser in Chinese? Wait, how is that an autocomplete? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, open settings, language. It shows English as my primary language. I don't get it. Why is my... That's so weird. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, we were talking about mods still, right? Um, <laughs> yeah it's gonna tell you doom has uh, so i uh, so you know that i i play retro devices right and the retro devices are underpowered they only run up to like playstation one and then like i saw on the facebook group posts ab- uh, about how this guy's playing counter-strike on his like myu mini plus which only runs until ps1 then he revealed that and you play golden eye too then he revealed that it was actually a doom mod and like people have been taking doom and then modding it to become like Final Fantasy, to become like like GoldenEye, to become like Counter Strike, which is called Counter Doom. And I'm like, this is so crazy. And I've, I've been like trying to find ways of like people doing really crazy mods. And that opens up that that whole thing too. Like developers are, you know, a user user people, like user generated stuff, are so creative and do things that are not stopping them, like licensing issues. You know, yep. so. It's so cool to see that that is possible with a, a game so so old as Doom. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes me want to uh, try to run that on a uh, on my uh, um, device. 
Yeah. I, I mean, like, the, like, with the creativity, it's great because, like, the moment there are mods and stuff like that out there, um, it kind of sparks more creativity with developers as well, where to see, like, oh, that's a cool I, ne- I would never thought of that because a lot of times, like, when you're in the industry for so long, you're just stuck in that... Um, in those like certain genre of games or like certain following certain type of uh, templates from going from deba- from companies companies or following certain executives uh, decisions that you're just like oh you just forget to think outside the box so mm. seeing like those players kind of really uh, players create content really sparks innovation and I hope like that that kind of thing just continues throughout yeah um, I think like like the more people yeah like like you said like the companies that kind of take a look at the community and seeing what they develop out of it um uh are more successful you know what this just made me remember something um community-based projects you can go either way right like one is embrace it and Mm -hmm. even maybe hire them which is what sega did because the sonic mania game was a fan project and it became official um because they just hired them them to be like hey can you just make this an official game Mm -hmm. it was like the best sonic game in like many it's it was the best sonic game in so many years like sonic mania Mm -hmm. and then um the other way to to do it which is arguably not the popular way is to cease and desist the heck out of everything which is what nintendo does oh (laughs) Yeah. yeah which makes me wonder because nintendo's still successful because they are protective of their ip yeah, mm. but then that's it's weird because maybe they have to be because Nintendo doesn't have a powerhouse system, so all they have is their IP. You know, the mm. so, the one thing I do notice about Nintendo is like maybe I'm wrong. Uh, their games are a little bit more diverse. Even like they use the same IP, but it's diversified in the genre. That's true. They're very unique. Well, I mean, it comes from the hardware too because as you have an underpowered hardware system, mm. you're going to have to be forced to be creative, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, we can move on from, from this topic. Uh, we actually sure. got a user submitted request. Hey, user, user generated. <laughs> uh, we, we got John Layola, one track punk. He asked us to talk about um, the Steam Deck and the comp- many competitors coming out for Steam Deck. So I guess just our quick opinion about that. So just real quick about some of the um, alternatives is the Asus uh, ROG Ally, um, Logitech G Cloud Gaming Handheld, eh, it's kind of kind of one, but it's mostly cloud. Uh, one X Player 2 has been around for a while. Razer Edge um, also has one. There's some more coming out. Um, I don't know. Like, do you know anything? you have any thoughts about the, the competition with the Steam Deck? Well... I don't have, I haven't tried the Steam Deck myself, so I can't really say. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of ones where they're more, um, I think the one that will have uh, opportunities to, to shine are the cheaper ones, cheaper alternatives, because they're more accessible. But with that said, I cannot say that it's a good alternative because you don't know, I don't know the, the quality and how well it actually does. Um the only one that I'm seeing potential at the minute is just because of the Asus ROG, where um, it, it's because it's just because it's it's like a I've used it as a as a laptop, so it's like a gaming laptop, but now it's more of a gaming deck 
at that point. So it's mm-hmm. portable in that sense. And that's the only thing I have out of it, uh, knowledge I have out of it. So it's like, oh, that's the only potential. Uh, but price-wise, I think it's just more of how easy it is to buy one. Because it was, uh, I don't, how, how much was your was a Steam Deck now? It's like 300 something or 400. I don't remember. But um, the pricing is interesting that you mentioned that. I mean, I agree if there is any opportunity for the competitors, uh, competitors to survive, mm-hmm. it would be pricing. But um, it's interesting because in the US, no competitor can beat the price for Steam Deck. However, outside of the US, some parts of other countries, mm-hmm. it's extremely hard to get a Steam Deck. And the Steam Deck is double the price. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so it is interesting what the land landscape of it is right now. Because like the Aces, um, is it ROG or is ROG? I don't even know how to pronounce it. But it's the ally, right? right basically. Yeah. Um, I've seen it. I haven't used it myself, but I don't think I want to. The the thing that I like from my Steam Deck the most, um, not the most, but what's unique about it is how easy it is to control the desktop PC side of it. Not PC, mm. uh, computer side. It's Linux. But because there's two mouse pads on it, so right under the thumbsticks, the analog sticks, is two mini square mouse pads. Mm. And I have to use those. Like, I use that all the time for any FPS games. I mm. use that all the time for um, navigating the desktop side. I can't use it without it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried using just the thumbsticks for that. And it's terrible. Like, I cannot do it. So, you know, knowing that the Ally doesn't even include the mouse pads, I'm like, okay, uh, that's already a deal breaker for me for something that price. Um, so, I I mean, for me, unless an alternative has a mouse pad, I probably will not even consider it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, uh, I agree. Yeah, but the other thing, too, about the Ally is that... Um, I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know if they just didn't pass QA or whatever, but a lot of people are getting their um, SD cards um, melting because it's overheating in the Ally. It's too powerful. Yeah, yeah. So people keep saying, you know, like um, Steam Deck, Steam Deck, the abbreviations SD, right? People are like saying like the the Asus Ally is going to be the SD killer. But yes, it's now a different type of SD killer. A micro <laughs> SD killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for, so. for me, I think like in order to to be a competitor, you at least like in the North America, you you need to have like the price, because um, like what's the point of buying something of, of being an alternative if you're gonna be more expensive? Because most time people find alternative to be cheaper because they can't afford the original. Well, I can tell you from these two standpoints is that Steam Deck is cheaper, but it runs Linux while Ally runs Windows. And someone might want to pay the premium to have a Windows-based handheld. Oh, is it Linux only? Um, Steam Deck is Linux only uh, from the okay. get-go. You can always dual boot it, um, and you can always run like emulator. But mm. dual booting into like Windows is not like supported really. Like mm. it's not officially. So if you have issues, you know, you have to rely on the community, which is fine because the community is humongous with yeah. the Steam Deck. Yep. So Cause, yeah, because I'm about to say like. Um, for for the price, right? The there's probably a lot of people out there in the community that could help uh, mod it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back to the whole mod <laughs> thing, like because emulation and whatnot. That that's essentially just modding your PC yeah. to be able to play uh whatever console you want at very low to free price. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned about modding because I was going to mention about modding too, but on the hardware side. Yeah. But before before I mention that, the software side, yes, that's where I've been playing Mugen. 
Mugen's yeah. not meant for Steam Deck, but because uh, it's so easy to run a compatibility layer mm-hmm. on top of it to run it as a Windows compatible thing under Linux, mm-hmm. that's how I've been able to play it. I have to remap my buttons, but whatever, it's it's fine. But yeah. on the hardware side, we were just talking about modding and about how like the companies, the more like they support the community, the more successful they are. Mm-hmm. I really think Valve is doing a good job. I mean, Valve has always been about the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a Steam Deck is no less because like, you know, one way you can save money with Steam Deck is you buy the lowest capacity one, then you open it up and then you change the hard drive with a higher capacity, right? Mm-hmm. So Steam released an official video <laughs> showing you how to do it. <laughs> Like how to open your Steam Deck and how to remove your hard drive. They just say in the beginning, like, oh, don't do not do this if you're scared of, you know, potentially burning your unit or dying. But here's <laughs> how you do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's official because they want to be, make sure people are safe opening their Steam Deck too. And they don't like trip a wire or get the battery to explode. Yeah. Um, but then it's like unheard of for the hardware developer to be like, hey, guys, here, this is how you save money by buying a cheap version of our product and replacing it with a better hard drive. Mm-hmm. so yeah i think like that gave a lot of like uh it bought a lot of brownie points with the community oh yeah for sure yeah yeah because i mean if you think about it this way like even if it becomes like two point like uh i guess like a lot of a lot of hardware stuff they would say like if you mod it then your um was it warranty and whatnot is no longer valid uh let, let's say like steam does does that and you mod it and then something goes wrong if you buy a new steam it's still buying two steam is equivalent to buying one ally that's true yeah i didn't think <laughs> about it that way <laughs> so yeah. you have one to mod and one that's original <laughs> yeah that's a good point yeah they probably thought this through <laughs> oh that's cool yeah i i think like um with the steam deck competitors because steam okay it's always hard to go against something that's first to market and did it, did it pretty well. Like if you look at the Android iPhone market, iPhone is still predominant. Uh, even though like Android caught up with a lot of the features and a lot of the the functionality, it's still hard to take over that market from the first to market. You know? Yeah, it's also kind of like from from what I hear of my friends that uh, that were iPhone uh, was that like they made it so that switching out is hard. <laughs> Because like all your contact and everything is saved to their specific cloud and all the information, so it's just like oh you can't get that back and it's an inconvenience. Because like uh, one of my friend, I asked him, "Why don't you switch to Android? You hate it so much." He's like, well, all the data I have, like all my contact, all my information stuff is, uh, and all my account stuff is on Apple crap. So, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, there's ways. I mean, like I switched out when the ability was possible i oh, yeah. switched out my contacts to google as my primary um way to keep store contacts and stuff mm-hmm. so if i wanted to switch i could um i just moved out all over i also backed up all my icloud into my google drive so i'm ready to switch i just like the convenience of apple like of the iphone because mm. uh it's compatible with a lot of my work stuff so okay yeah that makes sense yeah yeah and it's also closed closed loop so it's more secure mm-hmm. i mean Android security is okay. It's fine. Um, But Google has been nice in a sense that they allow you to still use Google services through apps on the iPhone. Mm -hmm. So I can't do that the other way around. Oh, okay. Yeah, like iMessage, I can't run on on Android, you know, but I could use Google Chat or Google Voice on Apple. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, but yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's our discussion on Steam Deck and the competitors. This is weird. I'm on Twitter right now, or, you know, the new name X, whatever. I, don't <laughs> I can't believe you renamed it to X. Stupid. Anyway, trending right now is Liu Kang. I don't know why Liu Kang is trending. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's weird. T- trending on Twitter is Liu Kang and Raiden and Chun. Not Chun Li, just Chun. <laughs> why? Random person. I don't know. Anyway, um, let's do some game time. Uh, how about I name you? Oh man, how do we do this? How do we do that? It's in theme with our topic. I don't know. Uh, hmm. How about I name you a game and you tell me whether it's a real Half Life mod or not? Okay, mod or not? Got it. Yeah, let me uh, pull up a list and then I'll take a look. Okay, <laughs> Counter Strike. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, let's see. How about Street Fighter? No. I have to check. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. Okay, there is no mod for Half-Life called Street Fighter. Okay. Got it. Um, uh, How about Ricochet? Yes. Yes, and they made an attempt to make it an official mod, but it never picked up um, uh, traction. I had this one, and this one was you were in... You all dressed up in like Tron-like suits, and you throw um, illuminated uh, frisbees, and uh, you were on like jumping, colorful light, like light uh, was it lit up platforms in a dark abyss, and then you fall off, you die. You don't get hurt, but if you get hit by a disc, it knocks you back. <laughs> so you, the goal is trying to knock the other team off the platforms. Okay. Um, how about Earth's Special Forces, a Dragon Ball Z mod? I heard that somewhere. Yes. Yes. It was a very interesting mod. It was a janky as heck mod for for Half-Life. I played this one. Um, it was, uh, you could do like beams and then you could like do uh, beam fighting. Like, you know, like when two people shoot beams mm-hmm. at each other, you could fly around. But it was so janky because you can't really like float, right? So you just see this like character model just like moving vertically up and just like still in the air. <laughs> You know, like it doesn't look like he's flying. He's just still, and yeah, it's it just weird. I don't know. I don't know if they changed it after I played it, but yeah, I, I played it back when it was like early days. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, let me just check here. How about Harry's mod? Yes. No, there is not Harry's mod, but there is Gary's mod. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. sounds familiar. Yeah. Gary's mod was a popular one. <clears throat> I'm like slowly going through because I'm trying to see if like uh, uh let's see. Uh specialists. No, that doesn't sound like no. Um it is a mod. The specialist is a mod for Half-Life and it was built also heavy like um uh, what's it called? Heavy like uh, community support and it's a lot of stunts. So it's like oh. there's a intuitive like stunt system, slow motion action, hand to hand combat. It's basically like the Matrix. Oh. Okay. Or John Woo movies. So that was a popular one. How about Counter Life? Uh no. Yes. Oh. <laughs> what is that one about? Um, it is about if uh what's his name? Uh if Gordon Freeman was uh a scientist. Sorry, if he was a counter terrorist before he became a scientist. And he, he brought all his counterterrorism training to Black Ops. 
or <laughs> Black Mesa. How about Half Quake? Oh, I feel like I've heard it before. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This one's real. Okay, I did. And then there's also a Half Quake tournament or tournament spelled T U R N. Turn basic. I don't know. How about Dreamcast? No. Yeah, it's a it's basically a mod of Half Life so that it becomes the 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 um let me see. It's a PC port of the unreleased Dreamcast version of Half Life. So it's a mod of Half Life to make it like the Dreamcast version of Half Life <laughs> that never got released. <laughs> to make it more pixelated. Yes. How about Half Pain? Yes, yeah, sounds like Max Payne. It is. Yeah. It's Half Life, Half Life Max mod with Max Payne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about Vampire Hunters? Sounds reasonable. I'll say yes. It's not. It's actually called Vampire Slayer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> how about Year of the Dragon? Year of the Dragon? Uh, no. It is. I'm looking at this one. This is really interesting. It's. Jackie Chan? No, no, no. It's Half Life, but Spiral the Dragon. Oh, Spiral the Dragon. Oh, you're the dragon. Okay, yeah, yeah. Huh. It looks good. It's actually third person, and you play a Spiral. Oh, cool. But he's wearing Gordon Freeman's suit from Half Life. Wow. This is new. Uh, The last update was this year in January. Oh, it's still Half Life updates. That's cool. Huh. But is it out yet? No, it's not out. It's to be determined. Interesting. It's actively um, being worked on. There's a PayPal also for like donations. Wow. Wow. Complete moveset based on the original games. That's cool. Build your own campaign. Well, that's cool. Okay. How about this one? Um, Half-Life Episode 3. No. No? Okay. Yeah. Um, no, there isn't one. <laughs> um, how about three. this? Uh, I got I to gotta say this one. Mortal Kombat? No. Surprisingly, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I, I gotta download this one now. <laughs> I was gonna say, how come you haven't played it yet? <laughs> it's new. It was last update 2022. Oh. Yeah. There's melee attacks and sliding mobility and fireball projectiles. Um, Sub Zero freezes. Liu Kang. Ex- what? Sub Zero freezes. Raiden zaps you. Liu Kang just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Those are the enemies, I guess. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, the alpha is released in 2023. Okay, I'm going to try to think of like one more. Let's see here. Resident Evil. No. Yes. Oh, it feels like it's similar, but it's just different creatures now. Yeah, they made a Resident Evil mod. Oh, okay. Interesting. Last update, 2019. Oh, that was recent. Yeah. Oh, I see this one called Action Half-Life. I remember playing that one. Action Half-Life, they just took Half-Life and then made it like a John Woo movie. <laughs> like, they they increased, they added so many cool things. Like, you could jump dive, slow-mo. Um, you could, like, bandage yourself in, like, seconds. It was cool. It was, like, really cool. Man, this is so nostalgic looking at all these mods. It's weird. It's so nostalgic even for the mods that have not been released yet. <laughs> I'm more surprised that it's still going. Yeah. The heck is this? Chicken Fortress 3. Team Fortress is... with chicken. Um, yeah. It doesn't tell you any details about it. There's screenshots, but it doesn't look like you're a chicken. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Half. Oh, Dragon Mod Z. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm just telling you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We're done. I'm just telling okay. you. Dragon Mod Z 
and there's 12,500 downvotes. Wow. Why? Why is this so bad? Oh, I see why it's bad. I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. How does that look? I just sent I just sent Quark a picture of um, Majin Vegeta. I mean, given that it's like from the model back then, I say it's pretty good for the time. Hmm. Okay. How come it's so many downloads? Oh, nice mod, but there's already a mod named Earth Special Forces. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> That's <laughs> what someone wrote. <laughs> I was like, didn't you, we just talk about this like earlier? Yeah. It's, be too it's funny. Man, this this website has been around forever. I'm on moddb.com, and I'm looking at the oldest comments on here. It's 2002. Wow. I feel like I've been on this website to download mods, too. It's what? To, it's 2023 now. This particular mod had comments back in t- 2002, and they kept the entire website since then. That's that's pretty un- unheard of, right? Mm-hmm. The same website for over 20 years. Like, I mean, commercial, yes, but this is like a community-based website. Yeah, somebody's been paying money for it every, for the past 20 years to keep it alive. That's crazy. Oh, I'm looking on the bottom of the website. Copyright 2002. So it started in 2002. Oh my God, man. That was when we were in high school, right? Yep. No, no. Yes. Jesus. Yep. Oh my God. And there's currently 6,500 modders online and I am one of them. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Well, um, you have anything else? Nope. That's it. Okay, cool. All right. Well, um, I guess no time for time travel. Signing off. Hydrogen War Speed. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. I love, 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 I